and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Gisela Guiar, and every Saturday I'll be covering frequently asked questions as well as the history of the church, the Holy Land, the Bible, and or Bible prophecy. I pray that as you hear God's truth, that it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. And I pray that you find the hope, joy, and peace that only the living God, Jesus Christ, can give. Be blessed. Are we living in the last days or the end times? It's confusing. Yes, it's confusing. Furthermore, it really doesn't help that the two terms are used interchangeably. Nevertheless, there is a significant difference between the last days and the end times. We'll uncover the truth about these prophetic terms and what the Bible says about them. Let's dig in. So when did the last days start? The book of Hebrews says, Hebrews 1, chapter 1, uh, starting in verse 1. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the universe. So the last days started with Jesus's ministry. In the Old Testament, God spoke to the people through the prophets, yet the people didn't listen or they heard the word but failed to obey it. The last verses of the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi reads, Malachi 4, starting in verse 5, Look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. We'll talk about that in another one. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. So for 400 years between Malachi and Matthew, God was silent. And I recently did a, uh, an article on that, on a historical piece on exactly what went on through these 400 years. Israel just actually had 100 years of peace. Um, but then the spirit of Elijah came in the voice of John the Baptist and all four gospels cover it. John 1, Luke 3, Matthew 3, and Mark 1. And you can click on over to my blog and check out the, um, the studies on each of those chapters. Um, obviously, in these gospel chapters, Jesus started teaching about his kingdom come. As he was getting closer to the cross, he wanted to warn the disciples and us that things were going to get worse before his return. And I'll get to the difference between rapture, the rapture and Jesus' second coming next week. So subscribe so you don't miss out. He clearly laid out what would happen in the last days. Um, uh, and you, you're gonna wanna click over to my blog. The link is in the show notes. So um, you're gonna look at Matthew 24, Luke 17, Luke 21 and Mark 13. So these are the pathetic chapters. So when did the birth pains start? Now, the last day started with Jesus' ministry, but when did the birth pains start? Well, Bible prophecy scholars say that even though the last days started with Jesus' ministry, everything that Jesus spoke about in the prophetic chapters started accelerating in 1948 when the nation of Israel was born. Like birth pains, they start mild and few and far between. With everything that's going on today, we are not seeing 
we are not just seeing events coming more frequently and stronger. We are seeing a convergence of many of the prophecies coming true at once. Pastor Tom Hughes, which is one of the Bible prophecy uh, preachers that I listen to, um, he says, we're in the birth canal any day now. And uh, if you want to check out um, the latest in Bible prophecy news um, and also follow the Bible prophecy experts, all these, all these preachers that I follow, uh, so I've vetted them already. Um, so just click on open my blog and click on those and click on those links. Um, and, um, uh, and I did a study also on Ezekiel 37, which is the Valley of Dry Bones. And that um, really is prophesying uh, in the Old Testament, the rebirth of Israel. Now, when will the last days end? The last days end with the rapture of the born again believers. And I don't use the word church because many people think they're Christians, but they're only halfway Christians. Moreover, halfway Christians will get left behind. Um, right now, we're also in what's called the church age. It's the time when Jesus told his believers to go and make disciples in the Great Commission. And I've got an image over in my blog in the Bible prophecy timeline. Okay, so we're currently right now in the church age or in the last days. And at the moment, the rapture of the church, which we don't know when that is, only God knows when that is. He's going he's gonna to decide, okay, Jesus, go get him. We're ready. We're ready. Um, and I'll explain more on the rapture between the rapture and the second coming, that difference um, next, next week, next Saturday. We're just doing Saturdays and Sundays now. Um, and so, uh, so Saturdays, we're going to do special articles with Bible prophecy or hot topics. And then Sundays, we're going to, uh, we're going to, we're going to just go through, we're going through the book of Psalms. So it's, it's Sunday Psalms or Psalm Sunday, however you want to call it. Um, we're starting that tomorrow with the beginning of the book, Psalms one and two. Um, so when do the end times start? Okay. So. We know when the last days start and end, so what comes next? So the end times start with the seven years of tribulation. They start with the Antichrist or the beast, the son of Satan, the man of lawlessness, the little horn, the man of sin, whatever you want to call him. Whenever he rises to world power out of obscurity. The rapture of the born-again Christians is going to cause such chaos in the world that people will look for a leader to help save the world. Now, what will trigger the end times? The Antichrist will sign a seven-year treaty with Israel. In my opinion, what makes sense to me is that the rapture will trigger the Ezekiel 38 war. And you can click on the Bible blog and, and read the, uh, the study on that chapter. The war of, that's the war of Gog and Magog, which is not what's going on right now in Ukraine. And that, that study um, uh, explains that. Now, if Vladimir Putin is Gog, I don't know. He's old. Supposedly he has cancer. I don't know. But he's Gog-esque. Okay. Gog is a person and he's a leader of Magog, Russia. You know, and I explained it all in that Ezekiel 38 uh, lesson. So I'm going to get into it now. But they're going to go against Israel. Probably the countries are going to be wanting to get out all that gas that Israel has offshore in the Mediterranean that right now it's becoming an issue. And that's, that's, <laughs> I was, just, I was just listening to, uh, to um, Tom Hughes, as a matter of fact, in Israel, explaining that 
already people, I mean, even Lebanon is fighting with the, with the border. If the border's just a, like a half a mile in, you know, south, they're going to be where the gas is. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, yeah. So I just have a feeling that when the rapture happens and all, and the Holy Spirit and all the good people are gone, it's going to trigger that Ezekiel 38 war. But however, God wins the war for Israel and Ezekiel 39 predicts that and explains that. So then it would make sense for the Antichrist to step up and create this peace treaty with Israel. Unfortunately, the beast, the beast ends the treaty halfway through. He will enter the third temple in Jerusalem and desecrate it. Right now, there is no third temple. But that, that, that's another thing. <clears throat> so it's possible that the Gog and Magog war will destroy the Alaska Mosque and the Dome of the Rock that's sitting on the Temple Mountain right now. And they, I mean, I, I can see them building in three and a half years, building the new temple. They've got everything ready. They just need, they just need those buildings to be removed, to be, to be eliminated. And um, I, um, I'm, it can happen then. It just makes sense that it could happen then. Um, but, um, he ends the treaty three and a half, three and a half years in. Now that will trigger the start of the great tribulation. And you really don't want to be around for that. Um, and if you want to click on open my blog and I, um, I did a study on the book of revelation, kind of a, a, a light study on it, not really totally in depth, just so you can understand it. Uh, and I'm soon going to have a bookstore in my website uh, with a lot of Bible prophecy books and um, a lot of you know other um, other Christian books um, that's um, they're going to be vetted already. So um, the, the books that I've read already uh, and that are also recommended. Um, so uh, we should be we should have that up in about a couple of weeks. Now. There will be people whose eyes are open the moments after the rapture. In fact, that's what my new novel is going to be about, which is why we're, we're not doing daily anymore. We're doing just twice a week. And um, so I have time to write the novel. So, um, so uh, nevertheless, everyone who's left behind will have to go through the Great Tribulation if they have not turned to Jesus. But you will get a second chance. Okay? They will have to take the, uh, if you don't, um, turn to Jesus, you will have to take the mark of the beast. So what about you? Now that the difference is clear, where do you stand? With Jesus, I hope. But if you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way non-stop ticket to heaven after you die, or that you won't be left behind at the rapture, which again, can happen at any moment, in convergence. This is what you have to do. Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says, how to invite Jesus into your heart. Uh, and at the bottom of today's blog, I have likely my favorite song about the, the, you know, the last days that were in the days of Elijah. It's a great worship song. Behold, he comes. Um, and I've got two videos that are interesting in there. One's called The Five Signs of Proof We Are Living in the Last Days and Jesus' Return is Near. And another one, uh, um, Are We Living in the Last Days? So it's two uh, YouTube videos that if you want to learn more, dig deeper, 
click on over to my blog. Solideo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. If you're just starting to read the Bible and prefer to hold a book in your hands rather than use an app, it's a good idea to get a study Bible. But which version or translation is best? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and the thous and stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the New International Version, and that was great for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New Living Translation. I'm an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors, and I've chosen two study Bibles that would be great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. Are we living in the last days or the end times? It's confusing. Yes, it's confusing. Furthermore, it really doesn't help that the two terms are used interchangeably. Nevertheless, there is a significant difference between the last days and the end times. We'll uncover the truth about these prophetic terms and what the Bible says about them. Let's dig in. So when did the last days start? The book of Hebrews says, Hebrews 1, chapter 1, uh, starting in verse 1. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the universe. So the last days started with Jesus's ministry. In the Old Testament, God spoke to the people through the prophets, yet the people didn't listen or they heard the word but failed to obey it. The last verses of the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi reads, Malachi 4, starting in verse 5, Look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. We'll talk about that in another one. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. So for 400 years between Malachi and Matthew, God was silent. And I recently did a, uh, an article on that, on a historical piece on exactly what went on through these 400 years. Israel just actually had 100 years of peace. Um, but then the spirit of Elijah came in the voice of John the Baptist and all four gospels cover it. John 1, Luke 3, Matthew 3, and Mark 1. And you can click on over to my blog and check out the, um, the studies on each of those chapters. Um, obviously, in these gospel chapters, Jesus started teaching about his kingdom come. As he was getting closer to the cross, he wanted to warn the disciples and us that things were going to get worse before his return. And I'll get to the difference between rapture, the rapture and Jesus' second coming next week. So subscribe so you don't miss out. He clearly laid out what would happen in the last days. Um, uh, and you, you're gonna wanna click over to my blog. The link is in the show notes. So um, you're gonna look at Matthew 24, Luke 17, Luke 21 and Mark 13. So these are the prophetic chapters. So when did the birth pains start? 
You know, last day started with Jesus' ministry, but when did the birth pains start? Well, Bible prophecy scholars say that even though the last days started with Jesus' ministry, everything that Jesus spoke about in the prophetic chapters started accelerating in 1948 when the nation of Israel was born. Like birth pains, they start mild and few and far between. With everything that's going on today, we are not seeing... We are not just seeing events coming more frequently and stronger. We are seeing a convergence of many of the prophecies coming true at once. Pastor Tom Hughes, which is one of the Bible prophecy uh, preachers that I listen to, um, he says, we're in the birth canal any day now. And uh, if you want to check out um, the latest in Bible prophecy news, um, and also follow the Bible prophecy experts, all these, all these preachers that I follow. Uh, so I've vetted them already. Um, so just click on open my blog and click on those and click on those links. Um, and, um, uh, and I did a study also on Ezekiel 37, which is the Valley of Dry Bones. And that um, really is prophesying uh, in the Old Testament, the rebirth of Israel. Now, when will the last days end? The last days end with the rapture of the born-again believers. And I don't use the word church because many people think they're Christians, but they're only halfway Christians. Moreover, halfway Christians will get left behind. Um, right now, we're also in what's called the church age. It's the time when Jesus told his believers to go and make disciples in the Great Commission. And I've got an image over in my blog in the Bible prophecy timeline. Okay, so we're currently right now in the church age or in the last days. And at the moment, the rapture of the church, which we don't know when that is, only God knows when that is. He's going he's gonna to decide, okay, Jesus, go get him. We're ready. We're ready. Um, and I'll explain more on the rapture between the rapture and the second coming, that difference um, next, next week, next Saturday. We're just doing Saturdays and Sundays now. Um, and so, uh, so Saturdays, we're going to do special articles with Bible prophecy or hot topics. And then Sundays, we're going to, uh, we're going to, we're going to just go through, we're going through the book of Psalms. So it's, it's Sunday Psalms or Psalm Sunday, however you want to call it. Um, we're starting that tomorrow with the beginning of the book, Psalms one and two. Um, so when do the end times start? Okay. So. We know when the last day started then, so what comes next? So the end times start with the seven years of tribulation. They start with the Antichrist or the beast, the son of Satan, the man of lawlessness, the little horn, the man of sin, whatever you want to call him. Whenever he rises to world power out of obscurity. The rapture of the born-again Christians is going to cause such chaos in the world that people will look for a leader to help save the world. Now, what will trigger the end times? The Antichrist will sign a seven-year treaty with Israel. In my opinion, what makes sense to me is that the rapture will trigger the Ezekiel 38 war. And you can click on the Bible blog and, and read the, uh, the study on that chapter. The war of, that's the war of Gog and Magog, which is not what's going on right now in Ukraine. And that, that study um, uh, explains that. Now, if Vladimir Putin is Gog, I don't know. He's old. Supposedly he has cancer. I don't know. But he's Gog-esque, okay? Gog is a person and he's a leader of Magog, Rush, Russia, you know, and I explained it all in that Ezekiel 38 
uh, lesson, so I'm going to get into it now. But they're going to go against Israel. Probably the countries are going to be wanting to get out all that gas that Israel has offshore in the Mediterranean. That right now it's becoming an issue, and that's that's. <laughs> I was, just, I was just listening to, uh, to um, Tom Hughes, as a matter of fact, in Israel, explaining that already people, I mean, even Lebanon is fighting with the, with the border. If the border's just a, like a half a mile in, you know, south, they're going to be where the gas is. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, yeah. So I just have a feeling that when the rapture happens and, all, and the Holy Spirit and all the good people are gone, it's going to trigger that Ezekiel 38 war. But however, God wins the war for Israel, and Ezekiel 39 predicts that and explains that. So then it would make sense for the Antichrist to step up and create this peace treaty with Israel. Unfortunately, the beast, the beast ends the treaty halfway through. He will enter the third temple in Jerusalem and desecrate it. Right now, there is no third temple. But that, that, that's another thing. <clears throat> so it's possible that the Gog and Magog war will destroy the Alaska Mosque and the Dome of the Rock that's sitting on the Temple Mountain right now. And they, I mean, I, I can see them building in three and a half years, building the new temple. They've got everything ready. They just need, they just need those buildings to be removed, to be, to be eliminated. And um, I, um, I'm, it can happen then. It just makes sense that it could happen then. Um, but, um, he ends the treaty three and a half, three and a half years in. Now that will trigger the start of the great tribulation. And you really don't want to be around for that. Um, and if you want to click on open my blog and I, um, I did a study on the book of revelation, kind of a, a, a light study on it, not really totally in depth, just so you can understand it. Uh, and I'm soon going to have uh, a bookstore in my website uh, with a lot of Bible prophecy books and um, a lot of you know other um, other Christian books um, that's um, they're going to be vetted already. So um, the, the books that I've read already uh, and that are also recommended. Um, so uh, we should be we should have that up in about a couple of weeks. Now. There will be people whose eyes are open the moments after the rapture. In fact, that's what my new novel is going to be about, which is why we're, we're not doing daily anymore. We're doing just twice a week. And um, so I have time to write the novel. So, um, so uh, nevertheless, everyone who's left behind will have to go through the Great Tribulation if they have not turned to Jesus. But you will get a second chance. Okay? They will have to take the, uh, if you don't, um, turn to Jesus, you will have to take the mark of the beast. So what about you? Now that the difference is clear, where do you stand? With Jesus, I hope. But if you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way non-stop ticket to heaven after you die, or that you won't be left behind at the rapture, which again, can happen at any moment, in convergence. This is what you have to do. Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says, how to invite Jesus into your heart. Uh, and at the bottom of today's blog, I have likely my favorite song about the, the, you know, the last days that were in the days of Elijah. 
it's a great worship song. Behold, he comes. Um, and I've got two videos that are interesting in there. One's called The Five Signs of Proof We Are Living in the Last Days and Jesus' Return is Near. And another one, uh, um, Are We Living in the Last Days? So it's two uh, YouTube videos that if you want to learn more, dig deeper, click on over to my blog. Solideo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.